I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hear them chat to the noise. Move too quick, can't stop for the talking. G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cancer Now podcast, I'm here each and every week with Louie Nielsen. G'day mate, you have hey, blood mate. on your shirt, that's attractive. Claret on the shirt, yeah I just threw this on, I've been I've, I've, at work, not many people could get me out of work on a Friday early. Yep. So, yeah, you got, I guess today. Oh wow. You, you got your truck parked in the street, I'm causing that, absolute havoc out there. The neighbours missed their bins before, because I've got the scaff truck oh, out the front. No. and uh, absolute dog. But they got yours, dog. I moved your bins so they get yours. Thank Christ, although there was a bit of like crust and shit at the bottom that stayed in there, so I'm not happy about that. The great man, Dennis Kemp, he's you. arrived in the building. Bloke in a bar, bloke beer, the captain's run. What was the other one? Morning Glory. Morning Glory, Johnson. I nearly did it. <laughs> um, mate, he is everywhere. And a legend on mm. the gram, in the bottle shops, on the field. Jesus. G'day, mate. Mate. That's, uh, I feel inadequate now. I'm not going to deliver as well as you deliver that. <laughs> Put it this way, you will be let down by my personality. That's all right. That's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Hang on. Mate, I'm, I'm fantastic, actually. Uh, and when I say I'm living the dream, I genuinely feel like I'm living the dream. Like, super, super lucky. I get to talk about sport and I get to drink piss. Most people who come on this podcast say the same thing, mate. It's all, everyone's just living the dream. It's seriously crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. to think that you could make a living out of just doing what most blokes do around a pint, like a, a pint of beer or whatever at a club. At a pub, sorry. Yeah, I feel but extremely you, lucky. You know, in to with some respect, you did it for a long time. You know, mm. as as not just the main gig. You know, you were doing other shit as well, and uh, it's a it's a grind and all that type of stuff. You mm. did it over a long period of time, so you can't. You know, you don't need to. You know, you got to <laughs> you got to revel in your glory that you have okay. now. But without the the sacrifice early on, you wouldn't okay. have that. No, no, it's true. It's true. Obviously, but I, I kind of feel like everyone works really hard. You know, they're Kids in Africa working way harder than me. There's a single mum working way harder than me. Part of it is luck. Like part of it is you were brought up a certain way. You were fortunate enough to be in certain circumstances. I was fortunate enough to be born in Australia. So I agree. Yes, I have worked hard. But I think a lot of other – the reason why I say that is because I worked in an above-ground mine for a few years, my electrical apprentice, and you would see it. you got blokes that are like 40, 50 years old pulling 70-hour shifts like it's yeah. nothing just to play child support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for when I see of, that- For a couple of kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when I see that, I'm like, man, he's he's working as hard as me. I just got lucky with the idea that seemed to pop into yeah. my head in that certain, like that period where it was like lying down thinking, mm, what's a cool name for a show, a sports show, bloke in a bar, and then boom, everything happened. What was the locker room originally? Was it the locker yeah, room? Yeah, it was the locker room originally. I've been following you for a long time, mate. Thanks, bro. Yeah, Thank you. Fan, Did you yeah, say was- you won something? Oh, no, I won a carton off the Hello Sport Boys a while ago. Um, oh, you beat him in a punt. I beat him on the punt, so I was at a fuck wedding. Fuck those guys. Can and we just say, can we draw a line in the sand Tom, right now? Fuck Tom, fuck Eddie. Fuck Tom and fuck Eddie. Hate so those I don't, I don't Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> I don't know the Hello Sports podcast. Boys, very funny. Very, very hilarious. I, yeah. I like them, liken them to like the Hamish and Andy yeah. of oh, really? rugby league. Very yeah, comedic. They're not very X's and O's-y. Yeah, no, they're um, good. They, they're, they're funny. They're mm. very, very funny. Oh, no doubt. I'm, I'm sure they're Great funny. ranting. Just, just go off on tangents and- 
and really good, really good. They talk utter shit, Dribblers. literally. Good. Like it, if you could listen to you listen to two hours of their podcast by the end of it, end of it, you've learned nothing. <laughs> That's you actually get dumber. Yeah. <laughs> you so, actually lose IQ points. And we say this all respectfully, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Respectfully. So similar to our respectfully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I won a carton off the boys. They played the the nights, and I was at a wedding. I was hammered, and I'd had I'd been speaking to them about merch because yep. uh, with with the Daily Blue, I was looking at getting some hats done, and the boys have some nice cord hats. I'd end up doing something similar, but then I was boozing at a wedding and the Knights were playing Manly that weekend. So obviously I lipped up and I was like, oh, I'll take his on for a carton of a bloke. And yeah. I think Steel City, the boys had just dropped yeah. Steel City, the beer up here. And uh, they were like, yeah, yeah. And the Knights, I think Turbo was obviously demolishing the competition last year mm. and the Knights were battling away as they do. They'd been on a run at the start of the year and yeah, then yeah. the arse had fallen out of it. And uh, and then we beat him. We, the Knights beat him and I'd come back from this wedding, come in hot and like was layering up on Instagram. I was like, yeah, you. Good. Always a great good time. Times. And bloke, too. sensational drop. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what do you think of the beat? Unreal. Thank, Unreal. That was the first you. time I'd had a I got a big carton of it land on my doorstep and uh, yeah, I was good. stoked. Yeah, Unreal. Great The cans look good in real life, eh? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah sick. Yeah. Yeah, it is sick. a great beer. Thank you. It's not a novelty. No, look, the can's fun. The can is fun. It's a unique design. And, and, yeah. and th- we actually, you know, if you look at a lot of, uh, I guess, new designs of even old traditional beers, like I think we have actually, uh, I guess, inspired would be the right word, some of the art direction on other cans. Um, I really like the, the art direction. It's unique. It's different. I wanted a colour that hadn't been used for, yeah. brown. If you said to someone, I'm going to create a beer that's going to be brown and orange, they'd yeah. be like, Ugh, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't but let you do it. They would just be like, yeah, no way. But I was just fortunate. Even with the when we got the designs made for these cans, we had obviously a board of directors and I'm one of the directors. And most of the directors were like, oh, nah, it needs this, this, and this. And and they, they are much more experienced in business than me. Um, but I just kind of said like, if you want to break the mold, you've got to do something that initially feels a bit wrong. Because mm. if you do something that feels right, then everyone thinks it and it's not actually different. Yeah. And so I was like, if it feels a little bit wrong but still looks nice, it's going to work. And it just, yeah, the, the design is knocked out of the park. And then with the, the recipe, um, we actually got one of the best young brewers in the country to come up with that. And so we, like everyone thinks, oh, it might be a bit of a novelty beer and he just next footy player or whatever. But no, we, we took it really seriously. And that's not just like market speak or whatever like we genuinely got one of the best recipe uh, best brewers in the country um and we went back and forth back and forth did blind taste testings at least four or five times until people wrote down it got the best scores on average out of 10 and it got exactly what we wanted which was like smooth crisp easy drinking and no bitter up not much bitter aftertaste what do you reckon the worst beer on the market is Ooh, that's you two is extra dries down there ted's ted's stink Really? Yeah. Uh, the only paired with Ted Platinum. Do you ever have a Ted Platinum back in your high day at school? I had a Ted Platinum. That they was like awful. the double strength <laughs> Didn't one. Didn't they have a bit of like flavour in them as well? Oh, like I don't at know. One point or something like that? You some- could get them in a 10 pack and you were just black out drunk every time. You know what, what I, unfortunately, I just cannot get around is Iron Jack. It just doesn't do it for me. Okay. Yeah, Iron Jack's, yeah, it's not great. It's, yeah. I think at the OV in Dudley, they've just got Iron Jack on tap. Every tap. Yeah, every tap. <laughs> <laughs> every tap. My brother was here earlier, Darcy, and he said to me, because oh, like in Dudley, where, where I'm from, mm. Louis, you're sort of from around there as well. Not Dudley. Not Dudley, please. <laughs> um, there's two pubs across the road from each other mm. in a tiny little suburb. Um, and one's like the Flash Pub. It's really upmarket. Upmarket pub, nice food. Yep. And the other is like, it's the dungeon. It's the rape dungeon. <laughs> it's, just, it's the it's pub It's the pub footy sides, like Mad Monday venue. Okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a great pub. Mm. Yeah, I've always drunk there. I like it there. Mm. Um, you know, we when we were playing, when I was playing, you could do no wrong. You do anything yeah. you wanted. Yeah. You could be up on the bar. You could run through nude. You could do anything. Yeah. And no one would ever get kicked out. There was yeah. always blues on. It was great. 
Just if anyone in licensing is listening to this. Uh, it's, allegedly. It's, this this is, is all allegedly. It's all a joke. It's entertainment <laughs> purposes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, it's always been dodgy, mm. like forever. Yeah. But, you know, Darcy was saying, my brother was saying, um, they put up a post on Facebook the other day mm. uh, trying to compete with the, uh, with the pub across the road, the Royal Crown. Yeah. And they said, they put a photo up of the taps and they said, right, <laughs> we only have real beer here. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, we got new and gold and black. It's just all old blokes that drink there and occasionally the footy boys get back there. But I, I had a VB the other day, not terrible. VB's good. Like I, my old man talks mad shit about it, mm. hates VB. Um, when I started drinking, like when I was, you know, six, 15, 16, whatever, he said, mate, if you're going to drink, here, have a, um, a 150 lashes. Drink the best beer. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't let me drink what all my mates were drinking, which it's was crazy. BB, the loyalty your old man has to, your, you know, the his beer. That's his beer, no matter what. I always yeah, think yeah. it's like strange how, like, clothing brands, you're not really that loyal to them the way, like, for example, how often is a, a parent gone to a kid and said, I only wear guests. <laughs> I only wear guests. You're only wearing bloke merch. Yeah, you're only wearing bloke merch. Rest you're like, where's a dad or, or a mum will come to his kid and go, you only drink VB or yeah. you only drink Forex yeah. or, or whatever. This so, is what we drink in this family. Sort yeah, of thing. <laughs> I, I will. I, I do. I do enjoy the fact of how much like craft beer has brought in like different demographics into beer drinking. I think it's it's really good that it it has like for example my my partner she's not that big of a beer drinker. Uh, we went to Gab's Festival the other the other week, which is the biggest beer festival I'm pretty sure in the country. And now, personally, I wouldn't drink a lot of the beer there because it's like very fruity, very hoppy. But she loved some of the beer there, yeah. so I do like how it's becoming more appealing to you know straight, gay, women, whatever you whatever you want to be. Beer has really opened up to. Because when we grew up, it was like only blokes, just you know, just, just drinking hot long necks. Yeah. Fucking, Whereas yeah. now it's a it's a real so like when you go to Gab's Festival, it really is a smorgasbord of different people, which I think is really cool in the beer industry that it is growing in such a way. Yeah, yeah. it's smart from them too because obviously it's just that many more markets mm. they're appealing to. Yeah. yeah, and it gives pissheads something else to do. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. try festival. more piss. Exactly. Um, I, I yeah, I've tried recently some sour beer. I don't know if I like sour beer. Have you tried yeah, sour beer? Yeah, I'm the same. That, that, I was going to like Iron Jack for me is something I don't really drink, but when it comes to like beers I don't enjoy, it's the really hoppy yeah. kind of stuff that I, I I don't actually like. But as I said, my missus, like she got a, a beer that had like a whipped cream and then, <laughs> they, and then they burnt like burnt something on the top of it and oh. she absolutely loved it. She really? loved it. So I was like, that's cool. At least she's but getting can you drink future. 12 of those? Exactly. That's well, to be honest, problem. I think if she had three, she'd nearly die. She's yeah. that small. <laughs> she's so small. But, um, yeah, that's, that's always a good question that a bloke has to ask himself. Can I drink 12? <laughs> that's, what, that's, the, that's the acid test, isn't it? Like, it's nice, but I want to be able to drink, like, 16 of these. Well, that's the thing. And you have to find a beer that you can do that. Like, I'm <laughs> – It has to be. Ha- we have to. Like, what are you going to have to – Was that like when you're doing the blind testing? It's like taste, like bitterness, and it's like, can we drink – Well, to do the test, can you have to actually – no, It has to be a blind test. You have to be fucking <laughs> paralytic. Hammered. What do you reach for when you're paro? Yeah. No, no, we, we – Mate, we had, we had can I drink this responsibly – because we're yeah, of responsible. Course, of course. We're responsible. We would never do that or no. promote that. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> were you much of a were you much yeah, of a man, grog monster? <laughs> <laughs> what led you to beer? Were you were you like a beer enthusiast prior to having the the brand? Honestly, not really. I, I was like most um, you know young people in Australia. It was more just a, a setting thing for me. Yeah. I wasn't like some beer enthusiast that you know could tell you that the hops measured here, whatever. Mine was more about how much I enjoyed 
the experience of having a beer with my missus or, you know, the girls having to be together, the boys having to be together, whoever it was, mm. I just enjoyed that when you have a couple of beers, you know, one or two, you get to that perfect stage of being open enough to like just have fun and enjoy yourself. And I just always felt it added to the the moment of sport. And so that that's what really interested me. It was like, for example, after a big win of the Broncos, you know, we always had forex. The boys would get the forexes out, and that was just we would celebrate a win together. And that's that's the angle that I like when it comes to beer or you know whatever you drink, cruises, whatever it is. It's the social element that I was really interested in. That's sick. You just took the words out of my mouth because I was going to say my favorite beer was after you, a game of footy, like a like a tough win, yeah. and you just be sitting there and like your speedos with the boys, just yeah. like a cold can. You just yeah. like that's that, that's the best beer ever 100%. for me. Like, well, it's, yeah. the, it's the moments that you have with it. Hundred yeah, percent, absolutely. Yeah. It's like your beer. It inebriates you to the point where you're socially lubricated, all that type of stuff, and you have some of the, the greatest memories you have with your mates. Yeah. Mm. Like what a great what a great vessel. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think it's bizarre as well when you look at the history of beer as how much it has actually impacted yeah. different cultures. They reckon they used to pay like the Egyptians in beer um, when they were like working on the pyramids and that. And there's even a, a theory that says like beer was like half responsible for like um, – <laughs> For civilization, yeah, like there's literally like a full on theory about that. Yeah, they paid the Egyptians that they actually pay brickies that. Now, just, <laughs> a lot of scaffolders on us. Scaffolders too. <laughs> they still do it. Yeah. It's, it's what two and a half thousand years later. Isn't that it was, beautiful? There was even um, there were, like so I think like I don't I forgot what the specifically the job was, but I think there was like some some weavers or whatever working on like they would work uh, on clothing or whatever. And it was actually the invention of coffee that made them become more efficient because before that they used to drink like a lot of wine, not as efficient, get sleepy, get tired. Coffee gets invented and employees were like uh, basically feeding their employer uh, – sorry, the employers were in feeding their employees coffee. Coffee breaks. To make them more efficient. And that's where coffee break actually came from. Oh. Was a, I think it was in France. Yeah. Do you know this? You know this? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Not, not specifically, but I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. And it yeah. was like just to get them more efficient. More efficient. Make so them more weak. Instead of working like seven or eight hours straight, they, they found that whenever they let, you know, uh, I think it was a group of women that initially, that they let them go and have a 10-minute break and drink coffee, they would come back and work <laughs> – even harder. Just weaving. And oh, that's right. where the coffee break came from. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, that could be all 100%. No, no, no. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I think, I think that that's where good. it come from, the coffee yeah. break. Now, muffin break. Oh, oh, that's a story. Mate, <laughs> muffin break. I had a muffin break the other day. Now it's all Muffin right. break's still a thing? Muffin break's still a thing, and I think it's one of the great worst non-pivots of all time. Now, think about 10 years ago. If muffin break had a pivoted into being like a full coffee shop like yeah. Starbucks, mm. and even could have been still called muffin break, but they really were like, you know, we don't just do muffins. We're a coffee shop. They could have been like Starbucks. Yes. And Definitely. I think it's one of the great misses of any, all time. Any good cafe just gets destroyed. Doesn't matter how small it is. If there's a good bean, yeah, if yeah. it's a good bean to be had, word gets around. Mm. If you're doing good coffee, you will always be busy. Absolutely. And Muffin Break from memory did do good coffee. Yeah, Maybe but they still do. They didn't associate with it mm. enough. You know, they need that, I reckon the whole angle they should have gone on was – you know, we aren't, we're known for our muffins, but our coffee's even better. Mm. Yeah. Like that. Well, how often do you get a fucking muffin? Christ. I, I had mean, a muffin mate. this morning. 7-Eleven muffins go hard. You know what I hate about like the muffins? science? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm hating about science is it's like robbing us of all the nice foods that we used to enjoy. So you just tune out, bro. It's just like fucking hell, man. Like muffins were like, oh, they're not that bad for you, you know? Now mm. it's like, no, that's actually full of sugar. You may as well eat a block of sugar. You're better yeah. off smoking than having a muffin. <laughs> yeah. That's why everyone's vaping. <laughs> oh, oh. Flavored muffin flavoured vape. Oh. How's Bluey was on a buck show a couple of weeks ago, mm. started vaping. 
vaping for the weekend. And then he ended the weekend coughing up blood because of all the vaping. Viewing no blood. Yeah, yeah, vape. I'll never touch another vape pen again. Wow, you just go the originals. Oh, geez, the, oh, the analogs is the bit you'll kill, you'll kill yourself in a, in a manly way, right? I look cool yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to die, you look cool doing it. I was coughing up blood too this week. I've been that sick. I really? had man flu all week. I was had a show in Shepherd. Or I was in uh, Melbourne all last week doing shows, and then I had a show in Shepparton on Sunday. I don't know what I said on stage. My no fever was that fucking high. Yeah. I was just yelling and screaming, but I couldn't yell or scream. <laughs> well, you haven't fuck. been cancelled yet, so <laughs> no, not it should be yet. sweet. Not yet. But Who it knows? may come up in a year or so. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible show. I don't. I don't know. I was just fucking off. Um, Apparently everyone enjoyed it, which is nice. Yep. But I was just like, I was burning up. I was sweating Ugh. so bad. I was. I had. We had went to the. There was a bistro because it was in Shepherd. I don't, fucking, yeah. I don't know where to go for dinner. So I went to some bistro. Had Beautiful fish and chips. Victoria. Mate, I was sweating eating fish and chips in the middle of winter. <laughs> They're like, man, he really likes those chips. Jeez, those <laughs> chips are good. Fella. I couldn't eat them. It was just one of those shows. But man. This this flu that people are getting is bad. Mm. Like it's not like gonna kill you, but it's not good. It's do worse you, than COVID. Do you it's reckon so it, much worse? Do you reckon it is because we have isolated ourselves for so long that we haven't built up a bit yeah, of we have, immunity? We have no immunity. We have no way to fight it. Soft immune system. Yeah. Our bodies are just going. What do we do with this shit? Yeah. You know. So yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Every every flu you get, you're always like. I'll, I'll never appreciate having my full. I'll never. I, I, if I can just be normal again, I'll yeah. be happy. You know, every I, time it happens. I I am such a, a fucking retard. I was. Yeah, you are. You know how I I couldn't I couldn't eat this dinner that night, mm. and I literally had this thought when I got home from the show. I was laying in bed. I was heaps anxious and He's freaking out, and I go, "Oh, what if I can never eat properly yeah. again?" <laughs> <laughs> What if I do? Like, what if I have anorexia or something? Like that? <laughs> That's what I'm worrying about. Laying in bed, sweating, and just going, oh, "What if it just?" I, I forget how food. Like, if what if what if what if I feel like if I never feel good again? Yeah, this I mean, flu I mean, makes mate, you retarded as well. Oh, <laughs> man, it really hit me. It really hit me the last couple of days. Like, I get weird when I'm sick. I turn into a child. Really, really? panic. So I, I panic. I'm like, what if I'm never feeling like healthy again? Like, it's. Yeah. A, it's a tough one, but um, I go. I just go into myself. Like, don't talk to me. Just leave me. Push through this internally, and then I'll get out the other side, and I'll be back to myself. It reminded me of um, playing footy when you're sick. Oh, one of the worst. Yeah. I'd always fake an injury. I never played when I was yeah. sick. I was like, oh, hamstring. And, that, and that's why you never made it. Exactly. That's why you never made it, son. Is that <laughs> Son, you didn't work hard when you needed. Exactly. Like, were you with dad before you came in? <laughs> Fucking one of those. Exactly what he used to say. When you play, when you're playing and it's like a night time or whatever, and you're sick and just breathing in that burning air. Oh, oh some of the worst. The and worst like, time. Like the dirt is scratched on your elbow or something. You get a graze on your knee, oh. and everything is just like you get in contact. Oh fuck! This is the first oh. year I've had. Off, I was just played local footy. And yeah. this is, I hung them up last year. I did both ankles, and I was like, "It's time." Yeah, yeah. And this is it's this time of year where I'm not missing it because like the start of the year when it's like preseason, you're so running around, and and warm, cool, everything. and it's now when you're starting to get like the little niggles, yeah. and it's freezing cold, and it's yeah. dark at like four o'clock. Yeah, and you've done like ten hours at work, and you're like, "Oh, cool, I've still got footy training." You get home at like nine, and you've still got to eat dinner, and I'm like, oh. "Now I'm not missing it right now." Yeah. That's like, it. It's fun for a couple of games, and then you're like fifteen rounds in, you're like, yeah. "Fuck, this your is body is just like what down. have I committed to here? I know what have I committed to you get to Thursday and you think to yourself I'm still sore yeah. I'm still sore from the weekend it this doesn't help shit. though you play on a Sunday and just jam like 20 schooners in here and like a schnitzel and then go out and you're like yeah. why am I still sore it's like it's good Oh, a bit of pubes. What have we got pubes? Just a hair, just a hair there. Yeah, the, never the best recovery at local league level. You're always just sort of I, straight I, on the sauce after a game, mate. P- 
people used to say this even when we were playing Dudley. And they'd be like, oh, you know what? Why don't we get together tomorrow morning down the beach <laughs> yeah. for a recovery session? And, and a like, coffee. And it's like, okay, well, we're still going to go to the pub and have 20 spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we not do that? Yeah. And then we have a sleep in. Wouldn't yeah. that be the better recovery session? I think nah. so. There's nah. only one option. No, you know, the best thing I ever did for when I was playing was we had a winter swimming club called Coldies, uh, Dixon Park Coldies. Mm. And every uh, Sunday morning, mm. we'd go into Newcastle Bars in the middle of winter, jump in the water, have a bit of a swim, and then have a big barbecue. It was the fucking best. Was that nice. before or after the game? After the game? Day after. We used to play Saturdays. Yeah, so okay. this was Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we just do that, and you'd feel great. You'd yeah. feel amazing. Uh, but. I think it was just an excuse for the old blokes there to just get on the piss on a Sunday morning <laughs> at 7 o'clock. Also nice. Also not bad. Yeah. But, man, that was the best way to do it. But mm. no one does that shit. No. No one does that shit. I feel like, commun- like community is very different now. Like mm. you don't feel an obligation to community really much anymore. you kind of like, look, I've got my close core friends or whatever, and outside of that, you know, I'm not going to go to that, go to that. Whereas, like, I feel back in the day, like the social pressures of, this is, you know, this is your community. You, you better do. turn up. You better rah rah. Whereas we just don't have that anymore. Yeah, agree. Yeah, mm. definitely. Which I'm not mad at. I enjoyed that for a long period of time, but I'm getting old, man. I'm just, <laughs> I enjoy just laying. Your, I laying say this just, just about every podcast, but it gets to like this is. So we we'll normally do it in the afternoon when I finish work, and yeah. like it gets to like six o'clock, and it doesn't matter where we're at, who we've got on. Isaac needs his dindins. Oh, he's like, he starts looking at his watch and he's like, let's wrap, let's fucking wrap this up. Like, well, I, I need my dinner like six o'clock on a Friday. It's like, what is it? It's fucking one o'clock now. I haven't eaten. I don't. I, I, I normally fast. Are you a faster? I okay. fast throughout the day, mm. and I've usually trained by that point. Oh, and it's getting six o'clock, and <laughs> getting a bit fucking antsy. I'm starting to see double. So <laughs> I need so some do food. Do you fast for twenty four or just under twenty four hours? Usually, I do. Um, I usually eat around two. Sometimes before I go to the gym mm. uh, or I wait until uh, after I get home and I have like some, you know, a shake or whatever. So it's about uh, 18 hours, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. 16 or 18 yeah. sort of hours. Mm. And that's sort of how I keep it in check because I've always been a really big snacker at night time. Mm. Whenever I'm watching telly, I just love feeding me face yeah. like most people. Yeah. Um, so I basically thought to myself the best way to keep me weight in check is to control the calories throughout the day yeah. and then just, you know, I'm not going to not snack. Yeah. So – you got to rob yourself of that beautiful yeah. moment. You've got to treat. Man, uh, you've got to treat up. You've got to. you yeah. got to. Otherwise, it ruins everything. Like, yeah. I, I imagine, could you imagine a life of not snacking, not having a couple of beers, all that type of What's stuff? What's the point? What's the point? You know, especially if you're working all day or whatever. But, Bluey, you were saying the other day that you're smashing 4,000 calories yeah. um, at work. Yeah. Doing a lot of calories, but then like that's bad because then I just go like, well, I can eat what I want. Like I'm just, I it was on my, my birthday the other week, and I've just ate, I've been eating cake for like two weeks straight, just because right. I'm like, I'm doing the calories at work, I can mm. eat what I want. But then I just like, oh no, but four thousand calories to burn at work is a lot. Pretty yeah. good, yeah, it's good. It's a physical job. Pretty, what, pretty what hard do, worker. <laughs> what do they do these days with the footy players? Like are they they're spot on with their nutrition, like they're tracking the calories, they're doing all that type of stuff. Yeah, they try to as much as they can. You know, you can't control a player when he goes back home. But yeah. they give them – basically uh, most clubs feed them during the day. Like whilst they're at the club, they usually feed them. It's it's not necessarily about uh, calories when it comes to too many calories for footy players. It's more about the quality of calories because most footy players, unless they're really pigging out, aren't going to eat too many calories because they burn so much. Yeah. I think it was like 7,000 a session or something Easy. like that in the yeah. mornings. Um, that's wild. 7,000. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, I think so, like the big fitness sessions that went Jesus. for two to three hours. Yeah. Well, you're wow. 4,000 yeah, a day. Yeah, I imagine yeah. it would be. Big, yeah. Pre-season sure. conditioning, 100%. I, yeah. I remember, I just remember our trainer saying that you burn about 7,000 
in the big fitness sessions. And these are sessions where blokes are throwing up and fucking whatever. Um, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days when blokes are blokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you think of it like stuff like, oh, the good old days when like so many bad habits that we did. Yeah, like, yeah the good old days. We used to like be a dickhead and not listen to science and yeah. tell you to do the right thing. You could the drink drive home from the pub and no one cared. Uh, the good bliss- old days. Blissfully unaware. Yeah. Were, you, uh, were you strict when you like on your food and stuff when you played? I, were you I, pretty, well, pretty the, good? Well, the, when I came through, when I came through, like the internet was just becoming prominent to a degree. So we didn't really have that information. Yeah. That's what's like we, we were told kind of by the nutritionist, kind of, but she wasn't there every single day. Um, and so we didn't know. We just and it sounds crazy to think that now. If you said, "Oh, you didn't know about nutrition," you'd be like, yeah. "What? Like, how yeah. do you not know about nutrition?" Well, you don't get taught it at school. You don't get taught it at school. Not and, at all. Your, and your parents, they just feed you what they feed you, which was healthy for me. I was fortunate enough, but there wasn't any like the parents didn't sit me down and be like, "This is good food. That is bad food." Like you would understand that. Okay, it's not the best to say eat a bunch of chocolate, but you didn't know what exactly was happening, like the sugar going, all that, all that kind of stuff. So mm. we, we just didn't really know. Now, as the years progressed from like 2000 and probably around 2009, 2010, it really started to kick in of like, yeah. oh, actually, it's not just about the calories that you eat. It's about the kind of calories you're eating and optimal fuel and rah, rah. It's, I mean, it's way better today. But when I was coming through, we, we even had a, a club. It was called the Fat Club. You wouldn't be. I don't. Think, I don't think you're even allowed to call it that anymore. Yeah, no, you <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be. be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we we would, and it was so ironic because you'd have these like peak athletes going into the Fat Club <laughs> at six o'clock on a Wednesday morning because our skin folds weren't. We weren't like shredded out of our minds. Were oh, you in the right. Fat Club? Yeah, yeah, I was in the Fat Club. Really, and as a winger. As a winger, well, it, because it was because they they wanted us so low. Like so, for example, yeah, true, yeah. Um, Mine was like they need. I needed to be below. I think like forty skin folds for seven size or whatever. So like you could still fully see. To be nice, yeah. I, I fit as anything, like fit as anything. But they wanted us really, really low. Yeah, right. Um, so why? Why? Like I, I understand that you you look better, mm. like being extremely low body yeah. fat. And looking better is a low bar for me. If I'm being honest, <laughs> does, that, does that does that mean you perform better? Though? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, to some people, like some people the mental energy of trying to lose that weight outweighs the benefits of losing that weight. Mm. But being in peak condition with with low body fat, usually you are going to train, play. Fitness is going to – it's also weight. Having less weight on you, you're going to be fitter. Faster, More yeah. muscle mass, less weight, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, in most cases. Now, some there is an argument to be said that forwards need a little bit extra fat to get that padding. Um in contact and yeah. it's actually it's actually more beneficial to have an extra kilo or two for that contact and also some forwards their, their body shape is just different like as we all know like mm. some people just carry a bit more fat yeah. and some people don't now it doesn't mean that they're you know crazy overweight or anything but everyone's body shape is different and sometimes you have forwards they're just bigger builds and that, that's just naturally how they are mm. um but usually for a smaller guy like me like i'm way heavier than i was when i played now but usually for a smaller guy like me, you would want me as low body fat as you can get. Just flying. Trying to fly. Just a thousand yeah. tries. <laughs> yeah. In a very short – it was a small career, very small career. But impressive. impressive. <laughs> you, play, you played the Dragons, the Warriors and the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, so I, I played most of my footy with the Broncos, yep. played a bit of footy with the Warriors, and I was at the Dragons for basically a year. But by that stage, I'd kind of checked out. and yep. I, I just wasn't – I just wasn't fully invested anymore. I kind of said to myself, like, I just didn't have that fire that I had. Like, for example, like I was so committed when I was coming through the Broncos where if you messaged me on game day, anyone, my mum, brother, sister, whoever, you're getting a phone call the next day and me blowing up at <laughs> you going, bad. don't really? fucking dare message me on game day. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's wow. It. It put to the point where in my NRL debut, I told my mum and dad, 
it's down in Manly. And I said, please don't come down. Um, I need to do this by myself. Like, this is a big moment for me. I need to be focused, rah, rah. And so they said, okay, okay, son, we won't come down, watch on TV. But my mum actually snuck down and watched, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Only because I found out after it, after the thing. So I'm so grateful she got to experience that moment. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just a thing with me that I was very, like, just – don't, nothing else mattered in my life. Literally nothing else. That's cool. But you got to be like that. 100%. With, oh, with anything. And not everyone has to be like that, but a lot of people have to be like that. You have well, to be 100% committed or not committed at all. I, mate, I truly believe, like, when you see people talking about oh, work-life balance, like, that's great. Like, 100% respect it. And some people, they want to live that balanced life and they uh, value different things. I get it. But if you want to do anything great, you've got to be seen as a psycho to most yeah. people, yep. in my opinion. We yep. just uh, listened to Rogan and they were talking about the last dance and they're like talking about, you know, the Michael Jordan yeah. documentary. And they're like talking oh, about man. like, oh, we want our athletes' mental health. He's like, did anybody watch the fucking last dance? <laughs> Michael Jordan was a lunatic. Absolutely. Right? He was yeah. a psycho, but he's the goat. Like yeah. you, you don't, I don't know if you want or you, and this, I was thinking about this as you were talking before. I know at the nights I see some of the stuff that they post and they've got all like the, you know, the, the, this was when the 20s were there as well. You know, they had the reserve grade squad and they had the 20s and the first grade. Everyone's mixing together, besties, mm. all that type of shit. I don't know if I like that. Mm. I think it should be fucking first grade and you bust your ass to try and get in there yep. to maybe fill their water bottles up. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be fucking napping on the bed near them and all that because they've got all these fucking bunks and shit. Mm. I don't know if I like that. No, I, no, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And that's why I thought the under-20s comp was the worst thing the NRL could do because he's had these young guys on TV with the with the jersey. Like yeah, yeah. On people, buses, on like buses. signing autographs. But the big thing for me is that, like, as an ex-player, it was the jersey. Like, for me, I never got to put that jersey on until I fully had earned it. Like, sure. until, like and, and what that jersey meant to me, like, how many people have bled? Like, when you think about a jersey, it's just a colour. It's just material. What gives its meaning is its history and what has happened in it before. Yes. And also, like, what does people sacrifice to do that in that jersey before? Like, for example, how much did Darren Lockyer train in his entire life? Because Darren Lockyer's greatness gives that jersey its meaning. meaning yeah. And so to just give that to anyone, it's mm. like you're actually diluting the meaning of that jersey. 100%. And yep. so that's – I agree with you. I think that – you don't have to be – when I was coming through – there would have been some weirdos, oh, some man. lunatics, mate. It was well, when I was coming through. Corey Park's a perfect one, and, and we're you know we're mates and everything. But the first year or two, he didn't speak to me, in the, and I was in the top squad. I was in the top squad, so I wasn't even a rookie. But it was all about earning the right mm. for them to respect me, and and they'd seen so many people come in and come, go and rah, rah, but they were all about. And I even remember Sean Berrigan, like this was halfway through my second year of NRL, and Sean Berrigan pulled me aside. We're on the beers in a pub, and he was like, "Look, you're a bit of a weird." <laughs> <laughs> but you play good footy and we respect you. Good. That's unreal. And that's how you prove yourself. That's unreal. And I was like, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Then I come here and have a chat to you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, you're fucking pretty weird. <laughs> but they accepted you for who yeah. you are. I was like, you know what? Fuck, I am a bit weird. You're right. You got me there. But <laughs> that's mate, it's mate. I'm fucking pretty weird. <laughs> that's better than I'm not saying it. 100%. And ignoring you. Oh, that's And exactly, the ignoring bit. And so you had these, sometimes you have young guns would come in and they were the guns, like the best in the next generation, rah, rah, and the boys wouldn't talk to them. And you and, and meanwhile, you're getting sprayed constantly, like, fuck how shit your hair, you're a fucking <laughs> bum, what, you're yeah. a loser, carry on every weekend, you've done nothing. And you're going, fuck, why do I always get fucking picked on? This sucks as a teenager. But then as you get older, you realise, oh, no, that means they actually like me. Yeah. And they're, they're testing to see, like, are you one of us? Are you willing to get ribbed a little bit? 
And then you know what? Eventually, the next guy will come in. He will take your place. We'll rib him, and you'll be on. You've earned our respect. You'll be the river. You'll be the part of it. So you're totally right. Like I think I agree. Now I understand. There's there is a lot of uh, I guess research being done about like equal kind of workplace and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you could show me a research that would say it's better to make them all mingle, and I would be happy if you can prove that. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. Sweet. I don't. I don't think they would be able to do that. <laughs> I don't think they would be able to do that. I think it's you got to have that um, reverence, like that, yeah. almost that warrior sort of like community, mm. where it's like you have to because we're in a you know we're talking about a combat sport here. It's not punching, but it's fucking pretty close. It's as close to punching someone as a face as you can get without punching them. We'll in put the it face. this way: UFC fighters go fuck that. Yeah, it's a rugby league. So yeah. it, it may not be punching, but it's as physical for sure. Absolutely. And you're talking about people going into battle mm. and they're doing it week in, week out, all that shit. Um, I don't think you want to be hanging around and just fucking playing nice with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I think it's the same with having um, some of the, the, the – like if you're having the train on – the Sheila's training as well with it. Like I think if, you, if you're busting each other's asses and you're training against each other hard, wonderful. But mm. you don't want someone out there going, hey, come on, you know, we need to – don't use these words, don't do that type of shit. That's not what you want. Mm. You it's, want- it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with with the women because, like, you want to. I think in that situation, you kind of want to, you know, because the the, the male have had you've got a lot of resources and they've earned it and, and rah rah. But it's a good way to show them like this is how yeah. you know we do things. But yeah. I, I agree with you. You don't want to be going in and having a, a lower standard for them. You but I don't, and I don't think they up. want that either. No way. They but, don't want that either. They because want- we're talking about like the, a lot of these women athletes, um, and and rightly so, they're earning their place in you know sport. But a lot of them are working like full time jobs mm. and training full time. Which to do that, you got to be a motherfucker. Like yeah. y- you yourself said, yeah. mate, I fucking hurt my ankle twice, yeah. and I was like, fuck, I'm not going back and playing. These girls are doing it, yeah, full time, yeah, professional, but not getting paid professionally, and that's a whole other bag of worms. What I'm saying is, you got to be committed sure. to be able to do that for sure. But yeah, I agree sure. with you in the sense you, you don't want to water your own standards down to meet the lowest common denominator. And I don't think they'd be doing it every day either. I'd say like they'd probably just have like one day a month where they're like, right, you train like the girls will come and do ball work with us. No, no, like, no I don't even. Be, yeah, I don't yeah. even mean that. I mean they're put. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how it sort of operates yeah. at, at that point. But I, I don't think it should be. It's like not going great at Newcastle this year. Whatever <laughs> they're doing, they need to fucking well, switch it. Yeah, up. right. Back <laughs> to your original point. Like for example, bringing the under twenties in. Like let's let's take out you know male female whatever but if you brought the under 20s in and then the first grade was like oh all right won't hurt ya yeah not gonna train hard rah rah first of all the under 20s be like that's disrespectful i want you to fucking let's go and if you snap me you snap me but you're right you're actually if you do start doing that of like we're gonna we're not gonna make people meet our standards we're gonna meet their standards Mm -hmm. and i think a really good example of that is or the intensity is like a melbourne storm um ken smith was telling me the other day like they always wanted to play you know in their their match, their training before the game. So the day before the game, he said, we used to be like blowing fitness. And Bellyache was so intense that they'd be like, oh, let's play a bit of touch. And he'd be like, no, we're not playing any touch. They'd be like, why not? And Bellyache would be like, because it just puts you in a mindset where you're not aggressive and not not like just a touch mindset, not a rugby league mindset. Um, And I think it's a really good example of like, you've got a standard that you expect. And instead of moving that standard to meet everyone else, you're saying, no, no, this is what it means to be who we are. Yeah, um, and, and you should have that high standard. Yeah, and you should have that through rugby league. And I think as soon as you don't, and I, I wonder if that that's something you see in footy now. Like you see a lot of players come off the field after a flogging, and they're laughing and shit, slapping like up with the slapping boys. Up with the boys, man. I don't know. I reckon um, if you go back to the nineties and stuff, you know, like I've got that the Knights poster behind you there. Mm. 
Do you reckon if they got beat by 60, they'd be fucking slapping up? Big cheap. Well, first of all, those blokes didn't get beat by 60. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they wouldn't get beat by 60. Those blokes didn't get beat by 60. But, but yeah. they would fucking be filthy and ropeable. Yeah. And I think that's- There would still be blokes. Like, I know what you mean. Like the Do you camera, know what, Yeah. Yeah. There it, are, but there are, there will be blokes exceptions like, yeah. to the yeah. rule. I think there's like, there's like a, a spectrum. You know yeah. what I mean? There's like at the bottom where you can clearly tell there's not a single player that really is that gutted. Fuck, yeah. And then there's a spectrum of like, there's a couple of players that saw a guy that he hasn't seen in a couple of years and yeah. he's just happy to see his mate, but he's deep down gutted. And then there's the the, the tippity top, which is like, wow, they all look like fucking yeah. angry. Yeah. And I think like the bottom one of like, it looks like no one cares. I totally get why fans are like, hang on a sec, bro. Like you just got pumped and like I'm paying my, I buy a jersey every year. I'm paying my monthly, you know, membership fee or whatever. And it feels like you don't care about that that yeah. much. So I, I get why sometimes fans get from frustrated. I will say- that sometimes when the boys you see them smiling, where it's usually because they haven't seen that mate mm-hmm. or whatever in quite a while. Um, but it is something that you know yeah. you can do it with a bit of tact. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I see it and I go, "Fuck, Jesus! Don't you fuck? Aren't you?" Because I know how I felt. Yeah, when we got flogged. Yeah, I fucking hated it. Like yeah. I just fucking hated it. Like oh, I, I was the same. I was I'd the same. Nearly be in tears would, and all that shit. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. Uh, the it next means few days for you. me. Next few days for me. Like I was down. Yeah, I was bad to be around. Um, yeah, it's interesting because like it's just I think it might just be a different generation. Mm. I think even even our generation, like how old are you? Twenty eight, twenty nine, and so a couple got, of those. So I'm thirty five. So we're about the same generation. This newer generation, they are quite different. Like you can't really, they just they just they just just different. They have different expectations. They mm. they expect different things. So 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 my I guess my point is like I wonder if it's becoming more of just a job. Yeah, in the NRL right now. Yeah, like there wasn't like you wouldn't. I mean, it's always a bad example to use like like Smith and Slater and Cronk, but like the boys went and you know the boys went on TikTok. They didn't have clothing brands. Like they didn't have, didn't really seem like the they would have hobbies outside of footy. Like a mm. lot of footballers now seem to have like yeah. they will have a finger in a pie here, or there, which is like which sick, is great because you, you have to do something after footy. After footy yeah. But like it didn't seem like a lot of the the guys back in the day they were just like I'm going to footy. Yeah, well, it's, it's footy and then I go home and eat and it's, then I go back to footy. Like. It's such a, an interesting thing because you could go, well, the Storm seem to be the most old school still and they're still on top. But then you look at Penrith and they're like the reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very open to the they, other guys. They were doing that thing like the fits, like the boys were all coming in like NBA fits. Yeah. Like they're all like getting like swagged up in like Yeezys and stuff. Which and I like. Tra- I like that too. But yeah. you're right because that's like the total polar opposite. That's so new school. It's so new school. And they've been so dominant. Like, so yeah. dominant. Yeah. yeah. So that's where, I, that's where I wonder like. It's interesting. It, yeah, it is really interesting. I don't know what the right answer is. You would say there is more evidence to suggest the Stormway works long term and it's worked over 20 years. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see Penrith like exactly. how they go. Exactly. That, that group of boys stay together the next yep. like five, six, seven years, whatever. Yep. I guess it's sort of like with the UFC, you know, I love seeing uh, a Conor McGregor or someone like that walking into the stadium composed, you know, feeling like that. Yeah. Uh, but then also you can see someone walk in, doesn't it, give a fuck. Is he out of saying he's doing backflips? Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. And then go and fuck someone up. So yeah. it, I guess it doesn't matter in the long term mm. how you sort of set that mindset up. I found that as well. I always tried to have this really professional mindset, even though I was playing pub footy, mm. where <laughs> I'd like, you know, I'd wake up early, I'd have heaps of water. Because I was, because my old man taught me how to prepare. Yeah. And that's how I tried to do it. But then in my last couple of years, I didn't really give a fuck anymore. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I played exactly the same. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, Maybe. yeah, the preparation. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Maybe it's just a bit say, of a fuck around. <laughs> it w- I will say it, it does further your point. Like we pointed to Penrith as a good example of like new school. 
But the really interesting thing about Penrith is there a lot of their core players are actually playing for what's something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, for example, that Newcastle side behind yeah. us, a lot of them were playing for like Steel City, Newey kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Penrith, they are, a lot of boys are from Penrith. Yeah. So when the times get tough, they're representing something that literally is like life or death to them. Yeah, like, like you were saying about the jersey and the meaning for, it, for those boys is bigger than, yeah. bigger than like, whereas if I'm, you know, playing for a team that I don't have a connection to the local area, am I going to go as far as the guy that is representing all his mates, his mum, his dad, his sisters, his you know what I mean? Yeah. Last year when they went on that run, like, and they 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 just got beat at home for the first time in like twenty whatever games. Yeah. But like watching them play at home, like the the crowd just sold out every week. Mm. They come flying out the tunnel. Like the boys have obviously had the boombox cranking. Yep. You could just see like yeah. it was. I get excited. I'm not from Penrith, but I would just get excited watching. Them. I was and like, and everyone can get behind that, mate. Too. The whole stuff like pe- what is it? Blue bet now? Or what's the stuff? Uh, no, what I think it's it? blue bet now. Is it blue yeah. bet? Yeah. yeah. And but like it's just like that's sick. And everyone just from Western Sydney just yeah. going like, they how love it. this? Yeah. Just fucking gutter stomp and everyone out oh they will hammer everyone yeah <laughs> what was it like moving from the broncos this this club that you've worked so hard to be a part of yep and some and a, a jersey that you have so much respect for mm. and then to say move to the warriors like is is it as easy to play footy or are you just playing a game then yeah it's, it's interesting i think it's 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 hard you, you are you are just playing a game but you've also got your own personal standards and what you expect from yourself mm. regardless of whatever jersey you're wearing like you're, you're representing yourself as well and you're representing your family that helped you get there so if you can't lean on you know am i from brisbane or whatever i'm from the gold coast but brisbane was a side that everyone loved growing up um you you fall back on the team expectations but then also you fall back on like representing yourself and your family and and your mates as well in that team but you're right like i i think that you know, I'd probably say that it, it meant more to me to play for the Broncos than the Warriors uh, and probably reflected in my performance, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it is, it's, an interesting, uh, it's an interesting topic because then it, a lot of players that sign for big money and go to new clubs, if they don't go as well, is it because it doesn't mean as much to them? Yeah. Or you could look at a guy like Mitch Moses who was at the Tigers and junior, I'm pretty sure he was a junior coming through, goes to the Eels and he's playing. He's killing it. Best foot he's ever played. Yeah. Mm. So it is an interesting question. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I think it's it's more just about the standards that you set, and also the standards the clubs set. Like, what do they expect? And if you don't meet those standards, will they let you go or put you in reserve grade or whatever? And it's becoming more and more like the footy now just seems to be becoming more and more like the Premier League in that regard. Like guys like you know like one you know club men who grow up and and play for their junior club or whatever and stay there. They're just becoming like less and less and less. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're seeing yeah. so, so much movement. Like mm. every mate, and it, it's. Clever from the NRL in a way because it keeps you talking about footy the whole summer. Yeah. Where's this bloke going? Where's he going? Like I've every as soon as it finishes, like Kenty and that just must be going. You beauty. Yep. Um, it keeps people talking about footy the whole off season. But yeah, it's just that's so so uncommon to see someone come through a junior season like Adam Reynolds. Crazy. Like, that was mate. Crazy. How did that happen? Like Adam Reynolds, mate. South Sydney junior twenties, everything yep. premiership winner. One of the best halfbacks in the comp, and they wouldn't give him an extra year yeah. or something. And he's that like, "What's strange? Wasn't it? he must have pissed someone off?" Or nah, I don't know. Bizarre. I'm not sure, bizarre. It's crazy because it's like that wasn't a player looking for more money. That was a player wanting to what, stay, stay at his, at his at club. His club. Yeah. Like what well, that jersey? That, you know, Redford. He's from Redford. Yeah. Like yeah. insane. I mean, you you would love to see more players do that and stick around and all yeah. that type of stuff. But I, I don't. It's think just the nature of it. It's you just, just won't see that yeah. anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where where do you see? 
rugby league heading over the next twenty years? Do you think? Because it's there's no doubt that it's it's a changing sport. Mm. Uh, with you know with, with with women coming in and they're playing good footy. Mm. Obviously, over time that'll attract sponsors, and then you know in twenty years' time you might be looking at it and and the, and women earning good cash and they don't have to work, which is yep. fantastic. That's yep. what you want for your athletes. Where does it go? Does it become a more TV based game? Mm. Do we see rule changes that keep progressively trying to make it more entertaining for TV? I mean, you talk about how quick the play of the ball is, how quick the game is in mm. general. You know that that is all TV based sort of footy. Yeah. Um, where does it go? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting because you know there's a tried and true formula there or product there, and it's the game we've got at the moment. It's been around for a hundred years. It's it's lasted the test of time. But it is in changing competitive environment when it comes to you know. There's a reason, for example, why uh, UFC has been so good because it's such a, a modern sport. Like you got knockouts that happen constantly. Mm. You never know what's going to happen. Never know what's going to happen. But plus, it's so resharable social media wise. Yeah, you don't have to watch twenty. 30 minutes or whatever, you can literally watch a minute and get the most exciting shit you've ever seen in your life. Yep. And so that's a that's a landscape that rugby league has to compete in, you know. And I think that the tough thing at the moment is is that I understand why we got rid of the beef and everything because sponsors don't want to be involved. And I get that. I get it. I, it's it's never going to go back to the way it was. And that's that's fair enough. I, if I was a business, would I want my stuff? Like a beer is a little bit different, but if I'm a – you know, a, a phone carrier or whatever. Yeah. Would I want my brand next to a guy's head getting punched in when we know so much about concussion that? I mean, but what about the UFC? It's, I mean, you're right. It, you're right. It's, it's grown know? massively. But I, I'm saying from the pressure with the NRL did come from the brands. Yeah. Like that's where it did come from. Now, whether we agree or disagree with that call from the brands and whether they are silly for thinking that, it, it absolutely did come from, from the brands. So I can understand where they're coming from, but I can also, you're right. Like you look at the UFC, there's plenty of brands connected to that. No one has an issue and there's blood flying everywhere. Yeah, bloody. Yeah. They're all just energy drinks and shit though. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're but, just monster. But they're not. There's so yeah. many massive companies. Like I'm pretty sure Nokia was a sponsor. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm forgetting all of them now, but there's all the crypto, <laughs> like the cryptos, like huge, huge yeah. companies that are sponsoring yeah. the UFC and they're like, fuck it. This is the biggest sport in the world. H- how much with the footy do you reckon as well is about participation? Like, so making sure parents are still wanting to get their kids into footy, you know, they see someone getting KO'd and then like they leave them on the field. Do you think like they were worried about mums and dads going like, they don't want, oh shit, I don't want my young yeah. fella playing. I mean, that. that's what do they, you think, that's that's what they, they say. say. Do you I, think, I think, do you think much of it's to do with that or do you think it's more so the sponsors? Look, uh, I will, I'll be honest. Like I think the reason it's not that, that makes me reconsider it, but the research with CT, CTE and all of that, that has given me pause of like, would I allow my kid to mm. get into rugby league? Um, but when you look at the broader things of not just my opinion, but you look at like UFC, MMA being the fastest growing sport in the world, clearly as consumers, I'm not sure about participants, but clearly as consumers, we are okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone tries to say that we're not is just lying. Like yes. we want to see it. And if it's not happening to us, then fucking whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. That's what yeah. you're paying for. You're paying to watch people get smashed. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the head knocks in, in footy, every mm. time you have a hit up, Every time you tackle, yes. your brain's getting smashed around. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you get hit yeah. in the head. Yeah. You know, uh, CT will always be a part of that game, as it will be a part of UFC and MMA in general and boxing and all those sports. Yeah. It'll always be a part of it. And that's the trade off. Yeah. That's why players are getting paid a million bucks a year. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like, look at, look at fucking Kale and Ponga's head. Christ. He gets poor, every game. Every game. Fuck, he's handsome too. He's, he's got a very different vibe about him too, which I'm really attracted to. 
uh, in the most platonic way ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to be. You can be attracted to it however you want, bro. Is it, man, I was so, I was He's so, so handsome. I was so heartbroken. And cool as fuck. I was heartbroken <laughs> with so He cool. is so fucking he cool. He is cool. He's too cool. He's too cool. It makes me sick. He's too cool. He never went to school. How can you be that cool and a freak athlete too? It's annoying. That, that's what, it's like the Sunny Bill situation. Yeah. Like you're the perfect, you're honestly, if there was a fucking. <laughs> the blueprint. Yeah. If God's was, blueprint. If you like chiseled him outside of Roman Coliseum, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's oh, supposed Sunny to be there. I'd also use fucking Sunny did you see that footage Gun of him when he was on he was on like 60 minutes or something and he was down he was swimming in this like <laughs> thing and he gets out and like oh my god yeah. what the fuck is he's, this bloke he's intelligent a- he's a gun footy player or sportsman yeah. it's like did did God just like if there is a God which yeah. probably isn't but did he just go oh yeah he gets all the good shit yeah. and us all us battlers yeah I'll just sprinkle a bit of just fucking just sprinkle Sonny's like the cheat codes like he's oh, just got mate. everything he's mate he's a beautiful remember there was a Pepsi man. billboard when he was in his heyday he was oh doing I remember Pepsi that yeah, he was like cracking yeah. open a giant bottle of Pepsi and he was just like an Adonis I'm yeah like, and he had that man. mohawk, that long kind of mohawk. Oh, oh silky. But man, yeah, when, when Ponga moved to Newcastle, he was mm. getting eight fifty a year or whatever he was getting. Yeah. He was like 19 oh. and he's going out in town. And he's Him going, and Connor Watson were living together just demolishing. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Honestly. I was going to say. It was so <laughs> sad when I know I know Connor wanted to move to uh, back to the Roosters and all that type of stuff and um, he did that for his own reasons and whatnot and he's a great dude. But them breaking up, it was heartbreaking. Oh my god! And and I think and blokes Maddie around, as well. Yeah, blokes around the country that are Newey fans, or even just footy fans, it was truly a, a sad day for it us was, all. It was. It was sad. Best mates, they're best mates. They hang out. They drink beer together. They got a podcast together. Got yeah. everything together. It was like when the BHP closed in it Newcastle. Was, it was when, when uh, Watson went back to Sydney. It was just it was Mate, people were fucking topping themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. It was very sad. Very but, sad. Um, unfortunately, didn't motivate the Knights. That's being tough. The Knights. For 20 years. <clears throat> like, just not good. It's You know what? It, I mean, look, it, everyone can sit there and say, oh, the simple answer is this. And if that was the fucking case, we would sort it out. <laughs> mm. But I do think that there is a real argument for if you allow that base of junior system to get fucked up, it will just destroy your club. And, mm. and then people might say, well, look at the storm. But it's like, no, no, go look at the storm. When they, they select under 20s from a very young age, mm. they like, prioritize like we want him he suits all our personality <laughs> tests that we do and they they get them in and they keep him at the club and they develop him off the field and on the field and i think like newcastle when you see some of the bigger games biggest superstars debuting for other clubs you start going that's a real problem like mm. how like i'm latrell's from taree so we have all up, of country new south wales all of country literally everywhere north of sydney to the border and is ours like we can have from that and the mm. worst thing about it is is that for the age, for the age that is coming through now, you you had Joey like they were watching, you know Joey as a young kid. Yeah. A lot of those guys, as, yep. you know, maybe five six years old, they were watching Joey. They're like 20, 25 years old now, or whatever it is. Mm. And so you sh- that it should have been like when the Brisbane Broncos they had Lockyer playing. A lot of kids like Cam Munster. He loved Lockyer. He wanted mm. to play for the Broncos. Broncos obviously missed that uh, bus. But I think just Newcastle Knights, when you look at like, you know, Latrell's from Tari, Boyd Corner, he's from Newcastle, mm. you could go down a huge list of these young guys that debut for other clubs and you go, I think that is the issue is that they, somewhere along the line, they disconnected away from those juniors. They, they don't have a connection to their community and that's yeah. a big problem here in Newcastle. Look at Penrith. Like yeah, that's, Penrith, yeah. That, that's what separates them from every other. What's scary about Penrith, they're like the Melbourne Storm right now, but they have the biggest rugby league base in the country. Mm. So, like, if you're sitting there, like, imagine Melbourne Storm, if they had been situated in Penrith for the last 20 years. Yeah, you're just mm. like, there's 
no one's getting close to them. Literally no one would get close to them. And that's, what's, and, and that's what Penrith have done really well is they've got a centre of excellence. They've got a community there of like a lot of young kids that struggle out there in poor areas and they've got something to aspire to. They've got players that are from that poor area as well that can go, well, if he did it, I can do yeah, it. Yeah. There's a real pathway for them. They show those young kids. So It's very just, cool. It's, it's, it's very awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's so good. And, and a lot of, you know, Western Sydney, I mean, look, it's not America and all that carry on. It's still rough. But it is still pretty rough. Like, it is, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. And these boys have come from nothing and they represent it, like, so strongly. So I think Newey... Just the junior system, I think, needs a bit of tweaking. Just little things. Like the other week, uh, a friend of mine, his auntie died, right? Mm. And she was a mad, like, Knight's nana. Mm. Like, big support. The nanas. All, all this type of stuff. And, and and she might not have been a part of that crew, but mm. she was like- oh, She wasn't actually one of the nanas. She was like, uh, no, like the Knight's, you know, the Knight's yeah, nanas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have these like old ladies that sort yeah. of just hang out all the time. Anyway, she'd been going to games since 88, massive supporter, and love the Knights, just love the Knights. Went to every game, all that type of stuff. And she died, and so I hit up the Knights, and I said, listen, this this lady, she's, she's such a massive supporter, everyone's going to wear a jersey, a Knights jersey at the funeral. It's mm. massive for her, right? I know she's not there, but it would be nice if you guys could send some flowers or something from the club. Mm. And they responded to me with saying um, something saying, oh, we, we have a, a blanket rule that we don't do that for anyone. Mm. And that was the end of the email. I remember Phil Gardner wrote that because he saw Butterfield. I know. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I don't think they like us. Gardner and uh, and who was your your old man? Uh, he called me one day and he, he, he got, I couldn't should, get him off the phone. For should like should we be minutes. revealing this on? No, the it wasn't podcast? bad. No, it wasn't bad. But he's got he's got beef with Gardner. He's and, got uh, um, and Mark Fitzgibbon, the, the major some, sponsor. He's got some beef. <laughs> so, so I reckon they saw Butterfield and just went bash it, mate. See you later. Well, I just couldn't believe that they would not care this so much. So she was like a life member or something? Or nah, she wasn't a life just member, a but she went to every fan. game for yeah. fucking 30 years. Yeah. Like, Surely they could check that. They want receipts. Uh, well, <laughs> did she go to fucking round 26 <laughs> in 1994? Nah. Mate, she, she missed Roosters away in 99. <laughs> but just hook her up with some fucking flowers. Mm. My point being they've, they've lost the connection with the community mm. and they don't care and it's a business. You know, it's yeah. not, a, and, and to have a successful business, you need to have a connection with the community. Mm. They don't have that. Mm. They think they do. You look at the Knights, the way they advertise as well. They've got this TV commercial that's on at the moment. And it's fucking, it's Kalen Ponga running and he's got like little bits of like fluoro lighting up on him. Pretty, pretty, come, pretty come, rugby league. Come to the game. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, Instead but, of having him, you know, in Steel City with the working class man maybe just, doing something. Just anything. Yeah, yeah. Just anything else than just fluoro. <laughs> fucking does me head in. But in saying that, I think- You when, like that? No, 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 no. But it must work because I think, I know when we got multiple spoons back to back a couple of years ago, we still had the third best attendance. Like people still yeah, flock but that's to a, That's Jones. only because of the history- yeah, but they still turn up. So I don't reckon they give a fuck. They're just like, people they, are still but, coming to watch but it. But eventually people will stop giving a fuck. Mm. I don't know. I just well, think there's not much to do up here, man. <laughs> you got to do something. That's it. This, this is the on. Yeah, you're basically saying verbatim what happens at board meetings. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's no. what I reckon they're thinking. <laughs> no, no, are it's you in the board meetings? Man, are you on the board for Newcastle Copy, right Copy <laughs> Phil Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's just on the pokies, just counting his cash. Yeah, be. anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I love the Knights and I just hate fucking seeing that shit. Just fucking hook an old lady up with some flu- funerals at a, flowers at a funeral, you <laughs> How fucking hard is it? I sent. I actually sent that email to, to Dad and he goes, yep. He would have been filthy. He said, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. That sucks. When um, are we going to get your old man on? 
We were supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, and he fucking cancelled on me. He does some like, good. He doesn't give a fuck either. No, he doesn't give a shit. You're yeah, his own sure. kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not his favourite. Um, <laughs> there's still one that's still playing good footy. So <laughs> Jonas can play too, young Jonas. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he is he a big rangey? Is he small? Nah, he's a little hooker. He's a hooker. crafty little, little hooker, hooker. Yeah. and tough as a coffin nail. What's, What's he, he playing there? For, um, he's playing reserve. Grab it. Yeah, but he's knocking on the door. He's he's so good. and a great fellow. If he's tough as old nails, then what happened? You're a know. comedian, bro. Yeah. Mate, I was a good front row. I had me moments. I had me moments. You, can, you know what's funny? Row. is like you can always push a bloke's ego. Yeah. Like no matter like how non-big ego it is, you can still say something about like, mate, you're not that tough or something. Yeah. You never, and mate. He'll, go, he'll go, oh, well, fuck it. Fuck, fuck it. Go, go on, mate. Oh, well, <laughs> you want to wrestle out the front or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you I'm not tough. <laughs> yes, we're very simple creatures. Look how tough I am. I've got knives and helmets everywhere. I uh yeah Jonas was the he's the gun footballer in the family and always yep. has been and I reckon here's why I think he's so good mm. and tough because I picked on him relentlessly as a kid <laughs> so it's all because of me it yeah is, yeah hundred percent it is I am to thank yes. for that but yeah no, he's you should uh, present his jersey that's how much I, I think <laughs> you, I will yeah, every I week will. I think I will but <laughs> but no, as he, you present it be like you are nothing I hate your guts you are not, <laughs> just sack whack him as he's running out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's I, for I, your own good. I um, I think back to what you said before about your kid playing. Mm. I don't know if I'd I want my kid playing. That's what you. I'm saying. That's I. That's I what I think I do. Claire definitely doesn't. She's like no fucking way. Yeah, and so that's where I feel like a bit of a hypocrite if I say, "Oh, the game should be tough and head highs and rah rah," and then I go, "Well, what about your own kid?" And yeah. it's like. You know what? That's where it brings it home to me where I'm like, although I do think that there is going to be some degree of contact with the head, and that's obviously the recent crackdown on the head highs, rah, rah. I think that, that that is true. But unfortunately, with all the research that has come, like I think we always kind of knew, but because it's been confirmed with science, it I do understand the game's reluctance to allow that stuff to still happen. But I will say that you don't want to go around the rugby union route. Now, I know rugby yeah. union... I know it's massive in the world, and that's the first thing people say. Oh, it's bigger in other countries. I get that. We're talking about Australia. Yeah, rugby union's like honestly, no on gives a shit. Last breath, unfortunately, and it used to be such a great game. And I th- honestly think part of that is that you know you c- you literally can't tackle higher under really? the armpits, than under oh. the armpits, and basically like you can get sent like if you go like it's crazy. And I just think that I'm, that's not the only reason. There's plenty of other reasons why rugby's not going that well. But I do think that if you do take out that extra bit of like if you make league players only hit underneath there first of all i don't know how they're going to stop offloads but we'll just take that out all of a sudden like big hits won't happen as much Mm. then the game doesn't explode as much Mm. and i do think like do do we water our product down so much that it becomes just a almost like touch footy to agree now Mm. i'm not saying touch footy like online like oh they're not even tough anymore that's absolute nonsense footy players are tougher than they've ever been before but i mean like if it becomes so fast and there's no contact, it's like that's what we love rugby league for. It's mm. the, the contact. That's what separates it from sports all around the world. It's a hard game. Hard it's game a, it's a work, It's a women. working man's game like, yeah. and ladies' game. Like it's it's working that's exactly right. Working, working, ladies, working men working and women. Ladies. Working woman. But you're yeah, right. You like, know, it's yeah. funny how like uh, – Blokes, we're like we're all trying to be better as people. We're like, trying, we're, mate. We're all trying. So we always Speaking correct ourselves. We always correct ourselves. And a woman, and a woman, and a woman, and a damn woman. But I think, and a 
professional woman at that. <laughs> Working class men. And women. And, and women, women as well. Yes. And women as well. But yeah. I, I think it's funny, like, it just shows you that most blokes' intentions are good. We're just They're fucking stupid. Just stupid. We're yeah. just fucking stupid. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I can't remember now. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, no, it is a working class game. It's a, yeah. You know, it started by coal miners and it's a working class game and it is supposed to be tough and gritty yeah. and that's why people flock to watch it. Like, I, they, did, yeah. that, you know. I love the idea that or back in the Dizay when there was, like, you know, there was the fucking the big tough guys on the field and everyone was terrified of them. Because they could, like... Because uh, they could belt the shit out of The here. Adrian Morleys and the... Like, yeah. Because you were actually getting like he's coming elbowed for in your the, fucking head. You're getting elbowed in the chin. Like, that's and now And now there's, like... I've always wanted to play against um, Jarawir Hargrove. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's a... He's a lunatic. Because I'd love to. I just. I don't know. I know I wouldn't just do it. Feel it. Just feel I, it. I I'd love feel it. it. I just want to fucking. I always wanted to like elbow him or something. <laughs> just fucking take his head off. I, I know it never happened. Yeah. But I would love to get Sunny Build like a classic. You know, and Sunny Bill like reinvented well, the shoulder charge. I do have a, a little Sunny Bill story. Uh, he stole my girlfriend. No, outside of that, <laughs> <laughs> not the only bloke. Dave Warner says the same thing. Um, and so basically we were playing him 2008. This was just before he flew off to mm, fr- took off in, the in the middle of the night, middle Toulouse. of the night, boom. And then anyway, so we're playing doggies, uh, Broncos, Suncorp stadium. And this is when he was at his heyday, like sunny bill, 2008, just snapping blokes. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I take a kick return and I like, so I take a kick return kick return, and as I get to him, I'm like, mm, I'll just step him this time. I'll just step him. <laughs> so I stepped him and I get quick play the ball. But as I get up, he goes, fucking run it straight, you cut. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Classic. fuck, okay. And so the next kick return, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm That's your ego, it. what yeah. we're just saying, your ego. And I just wanted to feel it. Like, if I get smashed, who gives a fuck? Like, everyone gets smashed. I'm like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm literally saying that in my head as I'm running, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then it must have been my natural cat instincts. <laughs> I stepped at the last second 100%. and I didn't do it. Good. Oh. I would have done the same thing. I was the best like- Self-preservation. I would never run straight at people when they said that. Like it was just like, yeah. it was, it's dumb. It's so dumb. If it, you're an intelligent yeah, but do you person- Do you want to be tough or do you want to be smart? <laughs> I want to be- Fuck, I don't want to be- I don't want to be on the end of a Sunny Bill fucking shoulder. And yeah. you're like Sunny- Who did he get? The, was it Joel Clinton? No. Uh, Marty, uh, Marty Lang. Uh, was it, no, it was Joel Clinton. Joel Clinton. Yeah, no, it was yeah, Joel Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, yeah. But the iconic like all the wet With the hair, hair, hair and like, shit. Man. Just like Thunderbolt. On, Bang. On, on the topic of people like who you could get their ego with that, apparently Chief- was really easy to get to that. <laughs> I can I, see that. That's what old man used to say with because Spud Carroll yeah. used to just say, "Fucking run it straight, Chief. <laughs> run at me." And apparently, Chief would be like, "All right, all right." Like every Who's time, I'm not a cat. Every time, and so they just fucking zero in on each other. Yeah. And Martin Lang, well, yeah. he did, like not to call him on, but you just. Everyone just used to love playing against Martin Lang. Straight up and down. Because every time he just run straight. Every fucking time. Is that the old rumour that he had no ACLs? (laughs) Like apparently he was born without ACLs so he could only go straight. So you just see him running straight every time. Everyone just fucking G'd up to try and jam. I fucking love that shit. How good. How good. That's what I mean. Like that is you don't want to lose that. No. You you don't want to lose that. On topic to Origin next week. Like that was like the arena. Tomorrow, tomorrow night when this goes out, yeah. Oh, it is too. Yep. So yeah, I'll be down at the Origin. I'm pumped. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. going. We're actually doing a live show outside Locker Room Hotel. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So at the stadium. Yeah, at the oh. stadium, the Locker Room Hotel. We've got a live show. Uh, I'll go for about two hours, and it's just basically reviewing, previewing the year, and all that kind of stuff. Beautiful. Um, but yeah. 
I can come That's down if you're in the area. Silky. Fucking oath. Fucking yeah. oath. Probably How good? Should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Origin because I love that. I love Origin. It's origin. the best time of year. I, honestly, oath. sometimes I feel like, could we have a different set of rules for Origin? You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone was saying should that. Be. Just yeah. to let, like, just let him go. Mayhem. Yep. And, and it's, everyone would look forward to that. It's the one night where it's just old school. Like, I, I, I never, when people say, oh, I love the old school, I never liked the dog shot stuff. Nah. I, that was never cool to me. Even though some of the old school people are like, yeah, that's all part of games. Like, nah. I never thought that. But I did like no. the obviously fucking blokes getting up and swinging for the fences if they <laughs> wanted to. Um, yeah, origin. Well, usually week. when, you know, there's they're swinging for the fences, it's because of a little dog shot or, yeah. or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's like the whole Paul Gallon with Nate Miles. That was because of a fucking – was that Twisting head? his knee or some shit, I think. Yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other other shit that's happening, you know, back in the day. There's um, – uh, who was it? I think it was Phil Bailey gets up and starts throwing punches at um, – Luke O'Donnell went bananas one year. Remember when he got his jumper ripped? And oh, he when he like, fucking put like the whole was that Billy like, Slater? He put no, it was Darius Boyd. He put on his head. He tipped mm-hmm. Darius Boyd and he went after Dave Taylor, the Coal Train, the yeah, Coal Train, and the head button shit. Oh, was, that, that was that was wild. crazy. Yeah, Origin two rules. giant men just oh. fucking going at it. I just, love that shit. Um, the other one was uh, was it? Oh, I forgot who did it, but Steve Price when he got fucking yeah, lights and out. Uh, he ran in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who was, was that? that? It was, was it. Was that? Um, I'm surprised Luke he does played well. for the Storm. Yes, he played for the Storm. White, maybe. Brent, yeah, Brent White. White. Brent White. And I'm surprised he doesn't get more in folklore because that was a crazy fucking mm. moment. You know, we speak the, more about it. It was a great knockout. It, it was clean. Two as front rowers, toe to toe. Oh man, it was beautiful. When too. men were men. Oh, <laughs> when men were men. I have the biggest stiffy right now. This is great. <laughs> great. I'm nervous this year. Queensland team is fucking good. I like Queensland team. I like Potters. I like. Nanai. Cotter like represents old school footy. Yeah, he's man. That's haircut. I was that's why people like that shit. Yeah. He's a throwback. And yeah, the way man. he plays, he's just straight up and down. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Origin this year. Coughing and spluttering. I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how it's gonna go, but uh it uh it should be fun. I, I love Origin. It is a standalone sort of it, it should be a standalone series. Not 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 as far as like put it at the end of the year or anything like that. It's yep. just a standalone, a whole different thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful part of the year and oh. and it, it always it always delivers. Mm. That um because Claire's going to the, her first one, and when you walk into the stadium and it's packed, yes. and everyone's geeing up, and you're in the the Blatchy's Blues or whatever, or or you're in Queensland and you go into SunCorp and you you go past the Caxton, and oh, oh man, mate. it's just a beautiful time. It, it, it truly like it's the best sporting event all year, in my opinion. Like mm. Grand Final is great. Like I love the Grand yep. Final, but I just reckon Origin. It really can't. There's something in the air. It's mm. this bizarre. Like you can feel the intensity. Like can crackle. It's like crazy. But I tell you what, back to what we were talking about with the UFC. Mm. When we went to Florida, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned this, I met Dana White. I um, <laughs> It has come up. Yes. It has, has it? Okay. Uh, we do have a Dana White prayer candle here as well. Uh, I know you probably can't see that on the camera, but there it is, uh, to go with the Joe Rogan prayer candle. He's got little Teslas on his shoulder. Someone gave this to Claire at a show. Very creative. I don't know why. It smells like salted caramel. It smells unreal. Yeah, apparently that's what Dana smells like, salted caramel. I know. We're besties. Um, but the the feeling at the UFC was just electric. Yeah, wow. Well. Like it was just insane. Every fight. Too. Yeah. Oh, it, it's the, as a product, it is just, it always delivers. Always. Like this very rarely, it's like maybe twice a year, maybe three times max, where you walk out going, that was shit. The knockout that uh, Chandler delivered on Tony Ferguson the other week, that the was front ridiculous. kick to the face, yeah. was insane. Yeah. Insane. Like we're sitting there just sort of, I think we're having cereal. 
<laughs> and we're watching it. And we're just like, fucking, what was that? Like yeah. it was second round. It was sort of a yeah. good back and forth. And then all – and that's what I love about that sport. Because, like, if it's a – if it, if you're watching the footy, you know, you can feel a try coming on or whatever. Yeah. If you – you know, unless it's, like, golden point or whatever, that's when it's really surprising. Even golden point, you see – You know when they're setting up goal. for a field goal? This is just, like, whack, out of nowhere. It was literally – Life mm. changed. Everything's different. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's quite the same. There's a new universe has been born. Yeah. And it's just fucking and and Dixon's like, yes, you should have seen her at um I'll play this. <laughs> oh, this is unbelievable. This is in Jacksonville. This is in She's just screeching. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Jacksonville and she'll get the shits for me. No, she won't give me the shits for me. She might. No, no good embarrassment. She'll, she'll be, be funny. Right. Um we're up in we're in Jacksonville in Florida and um Volkanovski's just, I think he's, yeah, he's probably just one in this footage. And <laughs> she is just fucking. So that's where we were. <laughs> and through the whole fight, she's screaming, Aussie, Aussie, <laughs> <laughs> The good old Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. It's, it's an eternal it. thing. It is, it is. It's beautiful and, and too. he fought the Korean zombie. Yeah. And so we're, we're trying not to be racist because we're like, you can't say, you know, if he was if he was Irish, you go, hit that Irish fuck. Yeah. You can't say, hit the Korean fuck. <laughs> That's not cool. That sounds fucked. That's not cool. So we're like, hit him. Yeah. It was just, it was beautiful. And I, I, it, when the UFC comes to Australia, you gotta go. It's yeah. just have you been? I've never been to UFC. I've been to a few boxing events, but not UFC. And the way they do it, yeah, as you would as you would assume they yeah. do it, they do it so well. Oh, so yeah. I'm keen as. Um, how good is Volkanovski? Seriously, oh, a gun. It's like a gun. One of the if he beats Holloway, in my opinion, he becomes. If if you said that he's one of the best all time, I would agree. But if you even went as far as say he is the best all time, I would say that's a reasonable. You can make that argument. You can make he's that just argument. So he's just so good and unbeatable at the moment. It seems yeah. like how many times do you need to beat Holloway? If he could knock Holloway out, oh, then wow. it's like because then he's he's basically he's finished Aldo. He's beaten uh, Max three times mm-hmm. in Max's prime too. It's not like yeah, Max yeah. is on the end or whatever. Nah. I can understand the argument if you said Aldo is a bit towards the end of his career. I, I could understand that. Sure, but I, I think already you could argue that uh, Volks is. Got a better resume than Max. You could argue that. Uh, now, I think that once if he beats him this third time, then really it's just between uh, Volks and Aldo. Now, Aldo's ten year run was like so crazy. But so if you want to say like, oh, ten year, the, the length the, of it, the time span, the time span is hectic. I, I would be like, yeah, fair enough. But Volks has just put everyone away, like everyone away in their peak, pretty much. Yeah. Him surviving Ortega cemented it. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> pulled his head off his shoulders. Oh, man, I was nearly in tears watching that. Because I get – when I know someone and I've met him a couple of times, like in like the UFC and stuff, it's a, it's a terrible mistake because if they lose, I'm just shattered. Yeah. Yep. It's the same with, like, the Conor McGregor thing. Although I haven't met him, I just – I buy too much into it. Yeah. It's why I don't do footy tipping comps. It's why I barely watch footy anymore because I just – Get too far in. I get too far into <laughs> too it. Too deep. I'm too deep. Oh, I fucking hate it. you got right? a big heart, man. I <laughs> love. A lot of love to give. Um and yeah, when he was caught in that in that um in that the tri- triangle, baby T City. The, the triangle was terrifying because it because it is T City. T City. Yeah. But 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 the no the, one escapes T City. The yeah. gu- the you're in. The out and he fucking <laughs> get out. Of here. <laughs> the guillotine was fucked. Double yes. fucked. That, that was, was like double. I was like, oh my god, he's, he's fucked like, here. Oh. Because uh, his head was like purple. He oh. he put me in it. What 
Volk put me in what? Oh, did he? Because I've met Volk. Of course. Don't know if I've told you that. And Dana? At, da- yeah, Dana White, president of the <laughs> UFC, billionaire. Um, and it's just, it was so tight. It was, I was like, he, I said, are you sure? Are you sure this is what he had on you? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, this is fucking what it felt like. And I was like, man, you're That's a crook. You're tough as fuck. And nah. I was like, I, it just, people are born differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in, absolutely. In comparison to me. And, and like Volk's, he truly, like he was- living in his missus family's home only like five or six years ago. Wow. At 27 years old, working a full, like full-time job essentially, yeah. couldn't get a start because I had him on my podcast before he, yeah. he got into the UFC. And even watching his highlights then in the local scene, you'd be like, wow, this guy's got something. Like yeah. he moves well. He's way stronger above his weight. And the reason why I knew he'd be really good is he's technically all good, whatever. But if you can play local league, that's a decent local league yeah. in the front row, but then go and only have to fight 145 kilo uh, pounds fighters, yeah. which is what, 65 kilos? That's mm. fucking nothing. You'll it's handle nothing. anyone. Exactly. And that's yeah. where I thought if he can do that local league front row and handle himself, he'll ragdoll yeah, these yeah, 145 Because yeah. there wouldn't be many blokes running. Like like, like the Illawarra comp's strong. Like it's, There wouldn't be many front rows running around that are less than 110 especially kilos. Back, especially, what, 10, you know, yeah. what, 10 years ago? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. And so, mate, he's, he's absolutely incredible. And just his... Uh, his ability to keep evolving his game. Like every every fight, he just gets more around to the point where you go, where's the hole? Yeah. Like where's the hole in his mm. game? He demolished Zombie. That was like, oh. it was hard to watch. It was just like a punching bag. Like, I, haven't, I haven't watched it back. I should watch it back. But yeah, he just teed off on him. Oh, crazy. It was great. But it was like, after a while, he was like, holy shit. It was the perfect fight for two Aussies in the middle of America to watch. Because yeah. we're just like, because there's heaps of people around going, yeah. yeah, Korean zombie, Korean zombie, all this type of stuff. And we're like, yeah, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. It was funny. Out the front of the hotel, the, pl- uh, the fighters hotel, we were walking. We walked everywhere in Jacksonville just to sort of get a feel for it. And we walked past and there was this American woman. Uh, she got out of a, a limo, not a limo, like, a, like a, a chauffeur sort of car. And she went over to these group of Korean kids. There was probably like 10 Korean kids standing around. Oh, probably like 20, 23 years old, whatever. And she walks up to him in t- the most American voice you've ever heard. She goes, hey, are you guys the Korean zombie? <laughs> <laughs> and I overheard. And, wow. and they were like, no. <laughs> Which one of you guys is the Korean zombie? No, no, <laughs> she stopped lying shit, to me. She didn't even say that. She said, are you guys All the Korean you. zombie? Oh, wow. And they're like, what? Zombie collective. <laughs> Yeah, are you collectively the Korean zombie? (laughs) But no, it was- uh, Some racist shit. It was great. It was such a cool experience to be around and see all those people that you've seen on TV a million times and all that type of stuff. That's cool. And uh, Did anyone surprise you? That you're like, wow, he's bigger, smaller or- Rogan's real short, isn't he? Rogan's tiny. Yeah, okay. He is so small. It is hilarious. Volk's tiny. Yeah, he's a tiny boy. He's tiny. Yeah. I don't know. They're all they're all pretty small. Yeah. Uh, is Dana I, I real big? He looks like a big dog. Dana's big, but not as big as you probably think he okay. he is. He's still quite small. He looks mm. nice, like big thick arms. Like man, fuck, he's a sexy man. Yeah. I can't believe. Did I tell you I met him? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what a hot. Did bit you do a podcast here. with him or something? Oh, I did something, man. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, man. But but um but no, nah, man. I, I I love the UFC, and I'm 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 balls deep into that over footy. I don't know why. I just I've moved on. Yeah, there was a there was a period there when I quit footy where UFC was probably my preferred, you know, I guess sport to watch. Mm. Now I'm just so invested in footy that like I still watch UFC, but I'm probably not as invested as I was maybe four or five years ago. Sure. Um I, because I'm so deep into footy, it actually becomes more enjoyable because yeah. you you know the rosters, you know the form, you know, you know signings, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, 
UFC is it's almost like the perfect sport, mm. and I, it's just so crazy. We've come so far. Well, actually, the funny thing about UFC, what I what I really like and respect is like it actually. I think it's done so much for women because when they first brought women in, that I, I guarantee you, most blokes were like I'll never watch two women fight. Yeah. They are some of my favorite, like Shevchenko, uh, Nunes. Like they are truly some of my favorite fighters. Yeah, and, I, and I, it's crazy. Like even Dana White says, like at the start, I was like, I'm not having women fighters, yeah. and now it's they're amazing to watch. And that's what I, like what's crazy about UFC is that we've come so far, but such an old traditional thing. Is still the forefront. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like two people, gladiatorial combat. Exactly. It's exactly. what the Romans used to do. The Romans used to do, yeah. and yet, like we we say that we've progressed and we're we're not like we were a thousand years ago. Where it's like we we haven't, we haven't. You yeah. know, we still have those primal instincts. On the to, exactly. To, you know what I mean. And that's when they took that out of footy. I think it really killed a lot of the game. Mm, I think really. that's part a of, lot it. of people. I think that's part of it. It's that like you were saying that primal, that gladiatorial thing. But, but it's not even the see. fighting; yeah. it's the threat of the fight. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. like you're not going to do something heaps dodgy to someone because mm. you're going to get your fucking head punched in. Yeah. Now you do whatever you want, and and also like there's no repercussion in today's game. Very rarely do you go. That forward staunched the other forward. Yeah. yeah. And we like to see that back in the days. Who's looking, it over? looking forward to a battle? Yeah. Like when Tino and uh, Payne Haas punched so on. Good. And like the whole game was a game one and the game two was like sold on like, yeah. these two are going to go at it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. They still do it. Like yeah. they, they still sell it on that fact. Yeah. But they know nothing's really going to happen. Yeah. Which, yeah. as you said, there should be different rules for Origin. Uh, I reckon, yeah. If you well, could just say, Boys, you girls. can punch in the first five minutes. That's it. <laughs> first five. You just get you, out and you do would it. sell so many people on that five oh. minutes. Everyone be like, ah! well, like in the big bash Mate. when there's like a power play, but you can have like you can elect when you want to be able to punch on. Like you can like <laughs> you get five minutes each half where you can like punch on, like, or, or like a bell goes off and yeah. then you can punch on. Imagine having that hit up. You're about to have the hit up and the bell <laughs> no. goes off. You're like, oh, oh, shit. No. <laughs> Like offload straight away, yeah. kick it, kick and chase, kick chase, boys. Let's fucking get down the other end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we should wrap it up, but let's talk. No, I'm gonna go back to work. <laughs> Do shit. Uh, a big retirement this week in rugby league. Rabs. Oh, Rabs. Oh, Ray, Rabs. the great man. And I'm shattered by that. I actually am hurt. Like, actually, like you sit there, you think about it. You're like, rugby league will never be the same without about Rabs. the fabric of the game. Like his voice. How many? How many iconic moments as in the good game? As Ray Hadley is. Rabs is the, is the king. A, yeah. Yeah. Mate, mate, Rabs is a king. I don't Rabs care what anyone says. He's a king of sporting call, sport calls in Australia, bar none. Iconic. And everything too. Swimming. Yeah. Fucking everything he did. Everything yep. he touched, he was just perfect. What was I, that? Hackett Thorpe. Was it Hackett Thorpe? Yeah. The, the battle back and forth? Even um, my first closing joke on my first hour was a joke about Rabs calling porn. <laughs> It's a good joke. That is a great joke. That's not a gum shot. That's a miracle. <laughs> that's that my favourite fucking line from him as well. That's not a try. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. They, they put up they, something on Facebook the other day and that's it was like, you, you might, a <laughs> it was a good bit. I really loved it. That, that was one of the first jokes I saw you do. Uh, that yeah. was at the Ocean View. That was at that dingy pub in Dudley as well. I saw yeah, you do that. Yeah, I, was still, I did that on my first ever set that I did in an open mic room. Mm. Respect then, to Rabs. Respect to Rabs. Good on your Rabs. Shout out up there, big fella. He's, he's not, not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead, but it feels like it. But it feels like it. He may as well be Part of us has died. <laughs> May as well be said. What were you going to say, Blue? No, that was it. All right, cool. Respect the rats. Denny Camp. Thank you. Bloke in a bar. I'm here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Go and buy his beer. Best yeah. beer out there. Bloke beer. Uh, when's this dropping? Uh, uh, it's out now. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. By the time that, we have a brand new beer called Bloke Midi. It's a bloke mid-strength. Ooh. And it will be at, go to liquorlegends.com and any Socus in New South Wales or ACT or Queensland that is under Liquor Legends banner. 
it will have it. Fuck Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a couple of middies. Mid-strength option. Mid-strength option. Beautiful. Very nice. I don't mind the midi. You go to the pub, you have a midi, yep. you're going to have two. Yep. I, I, tr- I strictly drink mid-strength now because I'm too much of a fuckwit when I drink heavy. So I'm, I've <laughs> fair. I've got fair. to an age now where fair, I have fair. to drink mid-strength because I'm a fucking dickhead. So. Fair enough. It's good self-awareness. So, so thank you. No, no worries. <laughs> no worries. Did it just for you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go and check out Bloke in a Bar. Go and follow Bloke in a Bar. Get some bloke merch, all right? Become a bloke. Become a that, is that <laughs> if you want. Is that his slogan? Yeah, become a bloke. If you want. We're open to all. Anyone can be a bloke. I'm a bloke. You're a bloke. He's a bloke. I'm a bloke. Go and follow the Daily Blue as well. He's great. Thanks, mate. Have you been posting recently? Nah, I've worked so busy. <laughs> <laughs> Scaffolding's fucking Go taking and follow the Daily Blue for no content. No, no content. content. There's there's old stuff, though. You I got, wrote some funny stuff months ago. you got like, 15,000 people waiting on your every word and you don't post. <sighs> mate, they're fucking waiting for Scaffold. They're... They're, they're waiting for me too. <laughs> Everyone in this street has been impeded by Yeah, i got to go move that truck, eh? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, see you later. Bye. I hear I'm chat to the noise. Move too quick, can't stop for the talking. I hear I'm chat with the boys. Man's so tough, but man's keep walking. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on tour right now. Live comedy is back. I'm going across the country and New Zealand in 2022, and I want to see you there. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile, and I I want to offend you. Head to isaacbutterfield.com forward slash tickets right now. Okay, that's where you need to go get your tickets. They are selling out fast. Live stand-up comedy is back. The Buttsman is back, and I am absolutely pumped to come to your part of the world. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.